This is Ozarks at Large, and joining me on the phone from his office in Fort Smith is Michael Tilley with Talk Business and Politics. Michael, happy Friday. Happy Friday. I love those are those are two great words that go great together. Happy Friday. They really are. Let's um, let's start our conversation this week by examining the um, sales tax revenue from the city of Fort Smith. The 2021 reporting year shows an uptick. Yeah, we've been talking about this through the year, and it's been a double-digit increase in terms of percentages all through the year. But um, Kyle looks like we've ended the year, the reporting year, mind you. Uh, at 15.4%, uh, and this is Fort Smith's share of the Sebastian County 1% sales tax, which was a little over $21 million, again, up 15.4% compared to 2020, uh, and it was up over 18% compared to the budget estimate. Um, so, and, and then the Fort Smith uh, 1% street tax, and that's used for maintenance, new construction on the streets, bridges, Drainage, that sort of thing, generated a little over $26 million. Of course, that was also up 15.4% and up about 17.5% um, over, the budget, over the budget estimate. So it's a good problem for the city to have. Um, unfortunately, with some of their – with the consent decree, with the hundreds of millions of consent decree work, uh, $2 or $3 million over budget – doesn't quite help. Also, this money really it, it can't be used uh, for consent decree. But uh, that the city share of that Sebastian County tax is important because it funds a lot of the general fund budget, which includes a lot of emergency services, police, fire, that type of thing, city administration. Um, and on the one percent street tax, look, it's always nice to have another two or three million for paving roads and that type of thing. So good for the city. I know the city directors are still talking about budgeting conservatively because, you know, they're not sure, even though this is five consecutive years of pretty strong sales tax growth, uh, none, of course, with the double digit like this year, but the but the directors still want to budget conservatively. You know, for example, Director LeVon Morton said, you know, um, inflation, some other economic concerns, the Omicron variant, <laughs> Um, potential for economic slowdown, maybe in the back half of 2022. That you know they're they're not willing to just expect that this will continue through next year, or through I guess the remainder of this year, I should say. I guess this also is good news for at least some businesses in the area, right? If the sales tax collections are up, that means more dollars were spent at brick and mortars. Well, yeah, that, well, that's a good question, and that's. Mm. You know, the Arkansas Department of Finance Administration does not uh, provide a breakout. And why they won't, and they've been hesitant, if not aggressively resistant, to calls for providing more data on where the sales tax comes from. But if you remember a couple of years ago, maybe three or four years ago, um, this, the state and the local taxing units were able to begin collecting uh, sales tax on online sales. So, you know, we don't know how much of that comes from local. Gotcha. You know, what, what percentage of that 15.4% comes from local folks, what comes from online? I, I have a feeling there's a growing part of that coming from online. If you just look at what, uh, if you look at the retail reports out there, if you look at what Walmart's reporting in terms of percentage increase in their e-commerce, um, I mean, those have just been, especially during the pandemic years, that those e-commerce gains have been, incredible. 
So, but yeah, if we could ever get the FNA, the state state officials, to give us a better breakdown, we, we would have a better idea where that's coming from. If you were following talkbusiness.net this week, you learned of the death of, I hope I can remember to say his name correctly, Baridi Noko Kelly, who uh, was a Fort Smith fixture, uh, both as a city official and as someone who impersonated Bass Reeves. Yes, and um, this came as this came as a shock. I got I got to know Baridi pretty well. Um, he was the Fort Smith Sanitation Director for a little over ten years, but most folks remember him because he bared such a close resemblance, not only in, in his face and how he looked, but he was tall and and um, you know broad shouldered, kind of fit the the historical narrative uh, of Bass Reeves, who was the first. You're not the first. He was a uh, deputy U.S. marshal under uh, Judge Isaac Parker, the famous hanging judge. Uh, the history is not quite clear, I don't think, on whether he was the first African-American de- U.S. deputy marshal under Judge Parker. Um, I think I think there was a, there was another one, uh, another African-American before Bass Reeves, but um, but Bass Reeves was a legendary. Uh, lawman, I, you know, Art Burton, who's written about mm-hmm. him quite extensively, has talked about him uh, also being kind of the, um, the, I'm not sure what the word to use is, but kind of the inspiration, so to speak, for the Lone Ranger. Um, but, uh, and, and so in 2000, uh, or I guess I don't know about 2015, 2000, well, before then, uh, around 2010, I guess, that, you know, there was a push by the Bass Reeves Initiative. Bass Reeves Legacy Initiative, I should say, to, to raise funds and get this Bass Reeves statue, statue and that's on Fort Smith, which is there now, the big 25-foot tall high. It's very impressive when you come across the bridge into downtown Fort Smith. But Burrito, he wore the outfit. He looked like Bass Reeves. He helped raise a lot of money, raise a lot of awareness. He went to uh, and he was great with children. He would go and read parts of, of the books. There was a book written, kind of a graphic novel written that children could understand about Bass Reeves, and he would read that. Went to, there were no telling how many, I would probably, I would safely say over 100 different speaking engagements he went to, whether it's civic clubs or whatever. And I traveled with him um, in, uh, uh, I think it was April of 2010, uh, we went to Little Rock, uh, traveled with Three Day, and uh, we met Morgan Freeman. You know, Freeman, Mr. Freeman's been interested, and still is, in the, in, ba- in the life and legacy of Bass Reeves. And so, uh, Burita, I remember he called me and he said, I'm going to Little Rock to meet with Morgan Freeman. You want to come cover it? And it was a Saturday, and <laughs> hell yeah, I want to go do that. So, it was a great trip. We got to meet with him. He had maybe about 20 minutes uh, to, to make the pitch to Mr. Freeman. Um, and I, I think did a good job. The one thing I, I want to end with saying is that when I first got to know him, he was, you know, he's doing the Bass Reeves. And I just, I kind of just thought, well, it's gimmicky, that kind of thing. But it didn't take long to be around him, how much uh, he was invested in this, how much he researched and studied and how he really focused on becoming Bass Reeves. And so uh, I give him a lot of credit for raising awareness and helping move that legacy project forward, raising money. I, I mean, it was over 300, maybe close to 400,000 that they raised. 
in a short period of time to get that statue funded and um, get all of the the statue base funded and that type of thing. And he is, I think, very instrumental or was very instrumental uh, in making that happen. Well, you know, and I spent an afternoon with him uh, going through the Fort Smith sanitation facilities. He gave me a tour and we did a story on it. Yeah. And he had passion for that, too, you know, trying to, to think about the 21st century when it came to landfills. Yeah, that that's something I think that's a good word, passion. He he didn't do anything halfway. It was 110% with him, and um, I think that's what we missed the most. There, unfortunately, there was, um, I think, some dereliction of duty. There were some unfortunate decisions made during a time of leadership turmoil in the city of Fort Smith. And Burita Nokakaley, who was the first African-American, by the way, to head a city department, Fort Smith City Department, I think he was unjustly fired uh, from his position, and uh, I'm willing to say that probably a, um, a a good old white boy probably wouldn't have been treated like him, even though he was well-known for the Bass Reeves character. I think he was uh, not treated well by the city of Fort Smith when he was, when he was uh, released from his position. Well, let's move from the history of a firing to a hiring, the Fort Smith— a uh, school district has hired another consultant to help with this um, Peak Innovation Center. Give me, give me the news as you know it. Well, yeah, and look, I'm just, I'll, I'll mention this quickly. We had known that the the city of Fort, or excuse me, the Fort Smith Public School District had hired this group, Presidio, out of Fort Worth, Texas, another Texas consulting company. You know, they got rid of HPM. Who was the contract, uh, excuse me, the construction program manager. So we asked the school district uh, late last year if they'd hired somebody else. Nope. They said, we've got MAHG architecture in Fort Smith. They're handling. But we had been told that they had hired by people involved in the project that they'd hired another consultant. So we asked them again, nothing. So we finally went back. We got some documentation that showed that indeed there'd been a new uh, construction program manager hired and we finally got this this public school system finally admitted that they had hired somebody it's about eleven thousand dollar contract it's not that much uh it didn't even go through the board there are no board minutes showing board approval um but it's just another um unfortunate kind of hide the ball um type thing in this in this um in, in the school district's um, effort to complete the Peak Center and some of the other projects in that uh, millage, that large millage package that was approved in May 2018. So there is another consultant that's going to finish this out. Why the, the public school system needs a consultant? Um, they say it's because they need to make sure that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. I, I just, I don't understand. No other school district, you look at some of these other large school district projects around the state, they didn't have to hire, they didn't hire these expensive consultants, but for some reason, the Fort Smith School District does, and um, it's been, um, it's been interesting, and it's, it's proven um, that the district has made it somewhat difficult to, um, for journalists like us to figure out what's really going on. They've certainly been less than transparent about the process.
You can read about all of the things that we've just talked about and much more every day at talkbusiness.net. Michael, the next time we talk, it's February. Well, oh, good grief. Here we go. Another zip, zip through it year. That's right. Thank you, Michael. (laughs) 